Hey, 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 closet busters and bold move makers. It is time once again for Life Uncloset. So I want you to gather around because it is time once again to kick down those closet doors of your life. We're here to escape our BS, explore our fears, and elevate our self-expression. I'm your host, Rick Clemens. I'm the bold move expert and that coming out guy who's going to take you to the party, the pulpit, the wake, and back to the party of living your life uncloseted. So come on along with me and grab hold of yourself and get ready to step out, step up, and step into facing your fears, making your bold moves, and living life without apologies. Now let's get to the show. Hey, 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 Life Uncloseted family. It is, well, we got a little surprise. Um, we're going to kick off Pride this show. So um, I was waiting for the next show, and that was probably really loud how I just shouted in your Turn your earphones down, whatever you got to do, because I had an opportunity to introduce you to an amazing, amazing young guy who, well, he's also very adorable, but you're not, well, maybe you will, because I've got his headshot, but I've got a kind of picture of him too, but. Don't touch a book by its cover. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, his name is Wills. He's a Singapore pop singing sensation on the rise. And we thought, what better way to kick off Pride than let's do it with a little bit of music. Let's get it with somebody who's been, well, kind of going on his own little interesting coming out journey, being from a country and an area of the world where, well, being gay isn't so gay sometimes. So um, just want to be open that we are going wherever we go today on this podcast. And I'm so excited to have you here, Wills. Thanks for coming and being on the show with me, man. The pleasure is mine. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. So where do you want to start, man? Do you want to talk about what it's like being gay in, in Asia or you want to talk about your music? We can no, go anywhere. Hi, everybody. Happy Pride. <laughs> Happy Pride. Okay, so I have a little confession. Not only did I say he's really cute, I mean, this guy has actually been on the cover of Men's Health Magazine. So oh, just trust on. me on this one. You know, I'm I people really hate that when people like follow. Oh, you, you know, cover, they always like Photoshop the lot and stuff like that. But, you know. <laughs> well, we know that. We know that. But still, it was pretty to look at. So anyway, so let's, let's kind of start kind of in that realm. You were not openly out and everything, you know, for a while. And then now suddenly you're just like, okay, bitches, this is it. I'm done. I'm going to be who I want to be. Right? Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, I've been, I've been a singer for about eight years. And um, I've, always, uh, I've always written songs that were, you know, written for... The, the the general you know audience and 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 I but I've always figured I mean I've always known that I'm gay since I was you know nine years old and mm-hmm. and I realized that I couldn't I couldn't write anymore I couldn't write songs anymore because I wasn't being truthful to myself and I remember just um, going out to the gay bars when I was in Los Angeles uh, when I came here to work on a music video and I was like oh my god this is so nice this is so great it's like I've never seen this before <laughs> and and um. And, you know, because in, in Singapore, it's something that is, uh, it's, you know, it's okay to be gay, but you just don't talk about it. Gotcha. Um, and, and so I, I realized that, you know, when I hit my 30th birthday uh, last year, I said, Oh my no, God, but, you're such a baby. Oh my oh God. God. Really? 30th birthday for crying out loud. I'm going to be 56 in a couple of months. So hello. Holler. <laughs> uh, and then I, I decided that I don't want to live another day of my life being someone else. I just want to be, be truthful to myself. And, and, and I realized that if, you know, when I was out with my friends in the past, I, I wasn't being truthful to, you know, who I am. And I would always worry about, you know, them discovering about my sexuality and, mm-hmm. and that worrying and that fear always made me not enjoy the moment because I was just thinking about, 
that all the time. So I, I don't want to, you know, it's in, in life is all about where you put your, 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 your thoughts in. It's like, mm-hmm. if you, you put your thoughts in fear, you're going to just th- keep thinking about it. It's going to be worse. But I just want to put my thoughts in, in living truthfully. And, and, and that's, that's how I discovered that, Hey, I actually feel really comfortable and, and really more, more confident being myself. If, mm. if I were to just be my, you know, truthful to myself. Yeah. And that, and that's what pride month is truly. I mean, every day should be about being open and truthful about yourself, but I think this is where, you know, kicking this off pride month here with this conversation is so beautiful because there are still people who, who are in those spaces, man. And we all, we all know it. We know there's people who feel like they can't be themselves. And, um, you know, even in your own home country, it's still, yeah, it's there, but you know, it's not the most comfortable space to be LGBTQ. And, I think for Pride Month, the important thing is to realize, A, this is still happening all over the world where people aren't accepted, Mm -hmm. but it starts with you accepting yourself. And even if you can't be fully out, at least you can be fully out with yourself. And the more you embrace yourself and the more you say, this is who I am, this is how I'm going to show up in the world, uh, the easier easier it is, even if you can't be completely out where you live. So Right. um, You nailed it so well. It's, you know, I've always told my, my, um, my friends that um, when I, you know, the first thing when I came out, I, I said that, you know, um, I'm so, I'm so grateful that you guys would accept me for who I am. And mm-hmm. most important thing I've learned out of this journey is that like, exactly like you said is if, if I cannot accept myself, then how do I, you know, accept the other, others in my life? And, and it's important not to, you know, it's important that you accept yourself more than, you know, others, other people accept you. It's, you mm-hmm. know, if, if if people don't accept you that's okay because that's you know their their stuff their, their stuff yeah that's their mentality but first it comes from you know within you you live in your you know your own shoes for 24 hours a day seven days a week mm-hmm. um, and that is the place that you want to be comfortable in that's the place that starts uh, that that wakes up in the morning that is the place that goes to bed in the night that is that that very consciousness of yours is where you should start uh, in in loving yourself and and when you do that, you know, the outside sources, no matter how challenging it is, um, because you already truthfully love yourself, mm-hmm. it will always be, all, it will always be all right. Mm-hmm. And I know that's hard for some people to really hear because they're like, I can't believe this will be all right ever. Right. And especially, you know, in spaces in the world, like your home country, where it's still illegal, people can go to jail, people can't adopt kids, you can't get married. Yeah. But you have to, I hate to say you have to keep up the hope, but you, you really do. You have to keep that fire alive within yourself because it's really easy if you don't have the fire alive within yourself right. to then give somebody else the power to just say, okay, fine, you know, I'll do this. And I know I, I hid in the closet for 36 years wow. and even went, uh, I was in a marriage for 13 years and most of the listeners know all this, but it was that inability to keep my fire alive until I realized, okay, that fire is the thing that is going to make me the most honest with myself. And the more honest I could be with myself, the more power I gave myself and the more power I had and gave myself, the easier it was to just stand up in the face of criticism and people who said, you can't be this and you can't show up this way. Oh, I love to hear that. That's so nice. It's so so empowering when I hear things like that. It's, it's really, I know, um, after I moved to the States, I, you know, I've seen all these pride festivals and, and all the things that people are doing for the gay community 
I think there's so much that needs to be done in Asia, and and, and mm -hmm. this I'm taking the best out of the things I've learned from from America, and mm -hmm. I just want to share that to the to the world. And it's been so nice, and so been so refreshing when when people who have you know been through the the entire history of LGBT uh, challenges and mm -hmm. they come up and they give me support and and, and they they show their their you know their love and. It, it's so nice when you see part of our community sharing that with each other. That's Absolutely. so beautiful. And for you, it's especially poignant and, you know, impactful because even when you made the big decision, you suddenly went through a whole lot of rejections, right? You're, even, yep. even your record label said, okay, bye-bye, we're done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. It's before I came out, I, I, my biggest fear was that uh, first, you know, my, my parents won't accept me. And then my next fear was I was going to lose my job as a singer. And, and I would think about that every day and I'd be like, oh, no, I'm not going to be able to sing anymore. And then when, that, when I came out and that, that happened, my record label dropped me and they said, yeah, we don't, you know, there's, it's not going to work because being gay in Asia is just, it's hard. People won't, people won't like that idea. People might not support our record label mm -hmm. business and, and people are not ready for that, um, they think, you know. And and I said, no, I think it's I, I think a bit differently because look at look at the LGBT communities in in the West. Like they're so much far more advanced, and there's this acceptance. And and and, and of course, it comes with all the the challenges that that we as a gay community have to go through. Sure. But um, people people make it in the music industry as, as LGBT individuals. And it's because of the media that's shown, um, you know, the censorship of media, of right. you know, contents in Asia for the past, um, say, you know, hundreds of years. Right. That really caused, um, you know, people to think that being gay is wrong. Right. I think it's time to change that. When I, when I decided that I wanted to come out was because I remember it, as a kid, um, I, I remember, remember I would always hear people making homosexual, you know, um, uh, you know, just uh, attacks on, on people and calling other people like faggots and, right. and, and bullying others because they're gay. And, and, and I remember, you know, being so fearful, of, you know, coming out because, oh shit, you know, people are going to attack me the same way. And so I started acting a different way. I started being someone that's not me. Mm -hmm. And then, and then I remember just, you know, at the moment where I wanted to come out, I said, I have to, I have to do something about this because I was that kid that was fearful. Yep. And there's going to be millions of kids out there who are fearful because of things like that as well. And, and I don't want them to have to go through the same thing that I did. Mm -hmm. And I don't want, I don't want people to live in the closet and be, be untruthful in this one life there. So maybe, you know, there's, I, I don't know if there's many lives, just one life. Sure, but, sure. But in, there's only, you know, I want to make the best out of every life. And I think everybody deserves to be themselves in this world. And it's, it's the most beautiful expression that you can give your soul when you're being truthful to yourself, you know? And so I decided it, it, is a, it is a big thing. And, you know, when I work with my clients in, in the world of coming out and coaching them out of the closet, yeah. especially since I work with a lot of people later in life that are coming out, it is the toughest thing for them to give themselves that privilege of being who they are. 
because right. they've lived so long not being. And I know you, I know you can relate to this because your life was very much in the spotlight that you knew you were known for your singing. And here you are, this pop singer in, in Singapore and Asia and the perceived perception of who Wills was, was this, this is what we knew him as. Right, right. And you, it's very similar to being in a, you were married to, you were married to your work and what you did. And it's very similar to, you know, those of us who come out late in life, we're married to this life, the persona that right. people perceive us as. And then suddenly when we do this, it's like, everybody's like, well, wait, that's not who I thought you were. And it's such an interesting thing, Wills. And I think you, you've alluded to this. It suddenly becomes all about them. Right. It has nothing to do with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You know? Because like you've you've already gone past that stage of right. Right. Of being, you know, truthful to yourself and you realize, oh, okay, it's, it's time for yeah, that. Yeah, it's good. And what I find so fascinating when I have these kind of conversations is everybody has pretty much a very similar experience about there are those people who are like, <gasps> okay, we can't have anything to do with you. And when it becomes about them. Right. They wonder why we as a community can be so upset by how we get treated. It's like, how would you feel if suddenly because of you being heterosexual, I couldn't have anything to do with you? Right. But, right. Exactly. <laughs> it's just, it's so, it's, it's, it's absurd. Oh my, so hard. <laughs> but I'm, I'm also curious because I know, I know in the LGBTQ community, right. oh, we can be such bitches sometimes. Oh, yeah, um, we can. But I also think it's because of the hardships that we go through as well. Yeah. That makes us a little bit more that way. Yes, I agree a hundred percent. I think sometimes we, we don't realize our own defensiveness comes from what we've been put through. And sometimes we need to take a chill pill, step back and go, okay. And I know because I've worked with some clients who are men of color and men of Asian descent that sometimes the shit you go through just being an Asian gay man just adds to Mm -hmm. this whole journey mm -hmm. the shit such as having to eat korean bar barbecue all the time mm -hmm. <laughs> i love it <laughs> <laughs> okay you and i could be besties right now because i'll go eat korean barbecue with you anytime so yeah, uh, you have to add, uh, sesame salt and oil oh, no. okay. so sesame oil and salt sorry yes that there you go yeah but what what have you seen as a as, now you know you've come out yeah. And I know there's probably aspects of your life that, okay, you, you knew who you were before, but now that you're out, have you seen like additional like discrimination come your way inside the community or was I'm that something? Inside the community, it's hundred percent acceptance, like uh, and okay. support and love. That's, that's really nice to see. And, um, and it's because of the gay community support. I, I, I came to, you know, I, I feel wholesome as who I am, you know, and, mm -hmm be who I am um, but from out of the gay community I have received a lot of um, you know not so nice comments especially in Asia side about you know, what I'm doing um, mainstream media in like uh, Yahoo in Singapore they mentioned about my, uh, me coming out and and um, and I think I think a lot of people are not happy about it. They're saying, "Why is mainstream media covering something to do with LGBT?" And it's like, uh, are mm -hmm. they are they trying to you know uh, get some political agenda? Is there a political agenda behind right. it? Right. And 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 like I would get you know, uh, I would get a lot yes. of nasty comments. Yes. But it's like I'm They're, okay. With, I'm, right. I'm okay with people saying bad things about me. You know, they, they can call me names because I'm I'm all right with that because I'm comfortable with myself and that, that mm -hmm. doesn't change who I am as a person. I always love that this agenda thing shows up. Right. <laughs> it cracks me up. It's like, 
Yes, my agenda is this. I want to be a, sing, a successful singer. That's my agenda. And I want to make people yeah, happy I mean, that I mean, want to listen to my music. love to the world. That's, yeah. that's what I want to yeah. and Deceptions and... Okay. Yeah, my my whole my whole life is is an agenda to make every heterosexual person right, <laughs> you know, gay and you know, <laughs> you know, to, to annoy them. My whole role in life gay, is to be yeah. an annoyance to you. So yeah, yeah. If I sing a gay music, you know, I'm, I'm making gay music video. They're gonna turn gay. That's yeah. that's what I think. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I, I have often thought about having this bumper sticker, and then I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to be. Well, I probably will at some point, but a bumper sticker that says. Yes, I'm gay, and I'm here on this world to annoy you. There oh you my go. God, that's so funny! And if they get annoyed, it's just because of them. That's just exactly. Oh my God. Exactly. <laughs> I, I really should do. That it. I, I should. More, I should do more, that. More. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so let's talk about you know the music now because I know you, you know prior to this, what is there a difference in the music that you were doing, and then now you're out and. Okay, so everybody's going to say, so everything he's going to do now is going to be all gay because, you know, he's an out gay pop singer now. So it's got to be all gay, boys and girls. So funny. Which I don't think that's it, even though you have a beautiful song in, in Obey that are Open Up Babe that really does, it is about that opening up and being in your truth. But prior to this, you know, kind of describe the, the pre-closeted wills and now the out fabulous wills that, you know, he is now. So. Um, you know, it's after coming out, it's just, you know, part of my artist mentality is that I can now sing about everything I can, I can find, you know, it's just, I have nothing to hide anymore. And so I could truthfully sing with my heart and my soul. I can, I can write and sing things that from a third person's point of view, mm-hmm. I can, I can write about my own experiences. I, as a gay man, or as when I was uh, in the closet, man, it's, it's just, it just opens up. So open up, like open up eight, the song name. <laughs> it just opens up so much more dimensions for my creativity that I can just be more expressive about everything that and, 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 and there's no holding back. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, I love that you said that Wills, because here's something that I think, okay, I'm, and I'm going to go pick on some people right now. Everybody who's like, oh, well, you know, they're just pushing their agenda. Now we're opening up and that doesn't mean we're suddenly going to flail our arms around. doesn't mean that, you know, you're going to go down the whole stereotypes. It's just, I'm just opening up and being me. And I think a lot of times when that button gets pushed on some of these people, especially the extreme people is Yes, they're being them in their extremists. They're being them, but what they don't get is their extremist is hurting people. Right. I don't. Okay, I'm going to generalize here because I'm sure there's some, some in our community, but I don't really know of anybody in the LGBTQ community that says, "Okay, I'm coming out so that I can hurt these bitches." Mm-mm. Right. I I I I never heard of that either. Mm-mm. I I I really haven't, and it's just so sad that that's something that suddenly gets it gets put into the, to the dialogue, into the narrative that we come out because we want an agenda. We want to go do something. We want to right. destroy the world. Right. That, that's, that's, that's the, um, that's the, uh, what do you call the, the kind of like a backlash that I got. When oh I yeah. Got it's, it's yeah. yeah. Like, why does he have to, why do I, why does every gay man have to like mention that they're coming out? Mm-hmm. But we don't understand that it's because we've gone through, you know, the, the whole hardship and that coming out is almost like a, you know, being truthful. It's like a reborn of your truth. Like you're mm-hmm. done with the past that you feel like it's not, it's not worth living as 
you know, in the, in the closet and you want this coming out as the whole like self-assurance and, and acceptance of, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and also a, an, another call um, of um, this coming out is also a way of saying, okay, yes, I'm gay. And I, you know, I accept my community and I am now part of my community mm-hmm. and I connect with them. And, and so I think that's what they don't understand in terms of like why we come out and how important it is for us. Mm-hmm. But I also find it interesting that given the current political situation in our, in our lovely United States here right now, that over the past couple of years, so many people, and I'm not talking about gay people, right. so many people and groups have literally come out of the closets, the groups of hatred, the groups of discrimination, the, all of these things have suddenly come out right. and they don't get it that, yeah, you you do have closets too, and you're coming out of them. They may not be the prettiest right. closets to be coming out of, right. but right after the election, one of the things that I wrote about was America just came out of the closet. The true America just came out of the closet. Oh my God! Wow. And yes, I took some shit for that, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, you know, that's why I had to move and assume another name. And I haven't always been Rick, which is bullshit. I've always been Rick. I'm kidding, but um. It is one of those interesting spaces that people get into. And as you're moving through this music world, I think what's beautiful about what I've, the little bit I know about you, um, is that this is about you owning you. You finally saying, this is me, which is what most of us do, but you're doing it through the lens of your craft and your talent and making that bigger presence known, you know, like Amber, Adam Lambert has done. And, and, um, Oh, of course, I'm going to forget his name because I just had it on the tip of my tongue. But yeah, yeah, you, you know, there's several of them that have just really just come to that space of this is this is where I am. This is who I am. This is how I show up. Brandon Stansel, he's a country singer that I've had on the show a couple of times. He's just one of the nicest guys, and he's like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm just one in the country music field. But he goes, I know there's more, but at least I'm just being me. I'm ready to just be out and open. So. I think these are those beautiful moments. So let's kind of talk about the song. Tell us a little bit about the, you know, kind of where it came from. I know it came from your beautiful heart and soul and your creativity, but there's some stuff in there that really is about this whole opening up and being yourself, right? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, that's the, that's the, the whole song is about just being, having lived in the closet for such a long time. It's, I'm just speaking to my younger self. And, and telling my younger self that, hey, little kid, you know, I know that you've, you know, gone through so much challenges and, and you're afraid. And, but you know what? Everything's going to be okay and you're going to be all right. And when you learn how to open up and, and love, uh, you can actually and look past all the scary things that you see in life. You can actually find so many beautiful things. Mm-hmm. And, and that part is just by opening up uh, to see the, the things that you, you, sh- you deserve as mm-hmm as a gay person and, and don't, don't, don't shelter in. And, um, it's always, it's also a way of saying bye, bitch. I, I little <laughs> kid, like, you're done. You're, you're gone. Like, yes. okay, I'm done. And, and just from this point onwards, you're, um, let me take over. <laughs> I love that. I so love that. So <laughs> since you've come out, what is one thing that you've really begun to love about yourself even more? Uh, the fact that I can, the fact that when I'm myself and I'm I'm, I'm just more ex- I'm very expressive and and I and I'm, I'm I'm very like I'm I like to joke around and when I do that and I realize that I make people smile and they laugh and 
that makes me happy. Like just by being myself, I can make people happy. That that really brings a lot of you know. I, I feel that that's the the biggest like um, growth I have. Mm-hmm. It's coming out. It's just it's so nice. There's such a interesting, and I see it in different ways with different people. But I know when I came out there was like the challenge because I was married and had kids and all this stuff. But as soon as it happened, there was just this, this like feeling of relief and feeling of, okay, I can shed this skin. And I literally did shed a lot of skin. I I dropped like a hundred pounds in like six months. That's so funny. Oh my God. (laughs) It was just like, boom, gone. And and it wasn't pretty. I mean, it sounds great, but it wasn't. I was like, I'm six foot four. And I went from like 250, well, 260 down to, well, no, I was 180 down or 280 down to 190. And is that just because you were going through a hard time or? Yeah, it was that. And I wasn't, and I was like, okay, I had child, you know, child support and alimony to pay. So I had about $5 a week to eat on and no, I'm kidding. But it was, it was pretty rough. And, and most of it was stress. It was definitely stress. And, um, you can kind of appreciate this. And this is not an Asian slur, people. I'm just going to share it. I was, living, I was living on Top Ramen, literally. Uh, that's all I ate was Top Ramen all the time. And, okay, and true confessions, and I drank a lot of wine. So there, that was my diet. I highly recommend the Top Ramen wine diet. It's fabulous for being white. Oh, my God. Uh, well, and then the crazy thing was, is on top of that, I, I, I had, I had got laid off from my job. Oh, so I was in a job looking for, you know, I was looking for work, but when I yeah. couldn't do that, I was cycling. So I took up cycling. So, you know, I was becoming a cyclist and living on top ramen and wine. And that combination took like a hundred pounds off my body in no time flat. And so now here I am back up big again. I'm like, Hmm, do I have what it takes? Should I try that again? I don't think so. I'm 55 years old. No, bitches. Why not? Just come out. (laughs) Exactly. I just need to come out again. But, you know, I'm a gay man now. What would I do? Come out as, okay, I'm really a lesbian in a gay man's body? I don't know. That doesn't. No, I like dick too much. So. I love it too. Yeah. Oh, do you? Well, I figured that's why we had you on here is that we both like dick. So. Anyway, so now that we've covered the dick thing, we could go, we could go, this could go south really quick, folks. We could start talking about what kind of dick we like, but we're not going to go there. So actually, before we got on, on the podcast, we were talking about some other adventures, (laughs) day spas and stuff like that. Um, So what's next for you, buddy? I mean, you you obviously don't just, you're not going to want to be a one hit wonder here with your new album music. So there's an album coming up. I, I, I have so many new songs that I, uh, I wrote uh, some songs are going to be, you know, the hardships uh, we go through as a gay community, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, and some are going to be, you know, my life living as a straight, you know, inverted, what do you call that? Um, yes. Yeah. That, you know, the heteronormative yeah. life that life. really wasn't really real, but we get that. Yeah, exactly. And um, there's going to be a lot, a lot of fun, 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 fun songs. Um, cool. Cool. Yeah, that's album coming up, so that's next year. So what do you want for yourself in the next couple of years? Be a little selfish here. What would you like what to see happen for you? Yeah. Uh, I want to be able I want to be able to tour uh, areas that are not LGBT friendly in Asia. I, mm. I really want to make a difference out there in uh, you know and you know, of course tour around America and the UK that's that's gonna be but but you know more targeting the places that are not as accepting first 
before I go to places that I'm more accepting. Um, that's, that's what I want. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. It's a great goal. I love it. You know, sometimes it is the scariest things to go do are the things that are most fulfilling. It is. It's, it is when you, when you, when you hear, you know, when you receive, you know, uh, messages online, how people tell you about their experiences and, and, and you, you get that a lot because I, I, you're empowering people who are, mm-hmm. You know, we're, I get it a lot because I'm fabulous. Let's just say it, you know, Rick, Rick, Rick and wheels were fabulous. So we get that a lot. And, and uh, no, I, I, I'm, I'm more, well, I'm kind of humble that way, but you're right. It is that thing when you get that, when you get that either that, in fact, I just literally got one today. I got a, a, a form filled out on my website from a gal that says I've been listening. She had heard me on another podcast and it was one that I, <clears throat> I work for another coaching company, coaching speakers and helping them build their speaking business. She goes, I heard you on that podcast and you were so raw and real about where you came from and the truth of who you are and how you took, you know, your own experience and turned it into a speaking business and everything. And she goes, it just, it gave me chills. And she goes, I'm a straight woman who really wants to have impact in the LGBTQ community. And I'm just wondering if you give me some time to talk to you about those are the moments where you just go, I could, I could literally, you know, die today and go, I, yeah. I did what I was meant to do here. You know, not yeah. that I want to die today. No, 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 <clears throat> no. I have to be yeah. able to, tor- I have to be able to torture grandchildren at some point. Oh my God, torture. That's so funny. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. My daughter, I don't, I think my daughters are kind of like, yeah, um, <laughs> we may have children and just not tell you that we have them because it's oh so funny. Would- so, but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting because my husband and I, I don't know, we, he, we met when my, when my youngest daughter was, um, which now is our daughter, of course. Um, right. she was only 18 months old. Oh, so, wow. <clears throat> so we kind of, we kind of know how to do, well, I know how to do the daddy years, like from conception through, but this will be interesting. Daddy. Yeah. Hello, daddy. Um, <laughs> it'll be interesting as we become grandfathers and, and watch how this all transpires because that will be a whole like new coming out journey for us. Saying, like, yeah. Right. You're, you're you know? saying that's, that's really interesting because you go through like the whole, whole thing of being a, a father and then there's that new stage of being a grandfather that, that's, 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 that's yes, that's which right. is not to get confused with being a daddy. So right, exactly. Very clear. Thinking, you know. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, but, <laughs> and for those of you that are listening that don't get the whole daddy thing, just go go look it up on Google. Just, you'll, you'll figure yeah. it out. You know, just put gay daddy in, and well, <laughs> oh, yeah. well, actually, don't do that. You might, you might end up on some porn sites that I you don't want to be on. But um, and actually, you don't want that in your history. <laughs> so oh, let's yeah. just say that the daddy thing is kind of a thing, you know. Yeah, so actually, it's not just a thing for the gay community. It happens in the straight community. Oh, it does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you know, some some people want daddies. Some people. It's almost like a it's it's almost like a way of ridiculous. I don't know when, when I feel like when people call others daddy, I feel like there's like a form of like a respect in there. Like, hey, you're more mature than I am, and mm-hmm. I, w- I want to take like guidance from you. It's, yeah. it's, it almost feels that way when they call it that way. You know it. It is. And it's interesting because I had this conversation on my other podcast that's getting ready to launch. So there's my little plug for that. 40 plus real men, real talk. Um, but we, I was talking with one of my guests about that and how sometimes as we get older yeah. and somebody says, well, you know, I really wanted to talk to you because you're older. <laughs> so you just let that pin drop, you know, that might <laughs> happen right there. And it's like, okay, bitch. Yes, I might be 50 some years old, but I'm not. But what we need to do is we need to embrace that because that older, wiser is oftentimes that's a really big compliment. 
Yeah. And of course, in the gay community, it can be a lot of things, you know, like, oh, yes, daddy, you know, okay, fine. That could be fun. You know, <laughs> oh, a little role playing there going on, but, um, you know, whatever. But I think sometimes we do forget that. In fact, many years ago, I was involved with a group in LA, uh, hundred gay men is what it was called. And, and we had set up the group where there were the elders there were the adults and then there were the youth of the group, even though the youth was really like the, you know, you know, 15 on up to 20 somethings. But it was because we wanted to appreciate the stages that we go through as not just men, but as gay men yeah. and how the elders in our communities are really the trailblazers. They have blazed those trails for all of us. Hell yes. And um, I think sometimes we have to learn to appreciate that. So, all right, young man, this has been fun. This has been amazing. This has been lovely. This has been fabulous. This is really beautiful. I, you know, let's just let's just admit it's been the greatest way to kick off Pride Month. Let's well, not the greatest. The greatest would be that Cher would be sitting here with us and Adele <laughs> and you know <laughs> exactly whoever we could have that would be an amazing. But I'm so glad that we got connected, and we'll have the video. We will have everything you can do to connect. And, and where's your first tour? Is it really UK? Is that where you're headed first or what's going on? I'm there? actually going to Taiwan. Okay. That's awesome. So that's going to be that. Yeah. Cause, uh, and, and also they're going to say, you know, I hope they, the whole marriage equality thing goes through and so that'll be the first. Now you notice I just had him on my podcast and he says he's going on tour in Taiwan, but he didn't say, daddy, do you want to go with me? So, you know, I'm done. Daddy, he you want to go with me? Yeah. I would love to go to Taiwan. That is on my, that is definitely on my checklist of places to go. Daddy, so. do you want, daddy let's go. Yeah, I'll, I'll be the, I will be the tour coach. I will coach all <laughs> those people who are struggling. You know, you can, awesome. you, could do, you could do like a crowd, you could do like a crowd call. Like, so right. if you're wanting to come out and you're not quite there and you need it. Daddy's about to come out yeah. to bless all of you. Yeah, Papa Rick, Papa Rick, Daddy Bear is going to come out and he's going to help oh you. Oh my God, it's so funny. Oh, it's so funny. That would be, that would be kind of, fun. yeah, you know, hey, okay, well, I'll, let, I'll get my people to talk to your people and we'll figure oh, that whole thing out, so. Yeah. All right, Wills. You know what? Love you, man. Love your energy. Okay. Wishing you all the success in the world. And uh, thanks again for sharing your afternoon, your day, your evening, your life with us. Thank you for giving me this opportunity and this voice. I love you all. Bye. Happy praying. Hey, 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 Life Uncloseted family. Another episode of Life Uncloseted has come to an end and it is time for all of us to sashay away and go face our fears, make those bold moves, and stand up to living our life without apology. But before you do, I've got a favor to ask of you. Would you hop over to iTunes or Spotify or Podbean or wherever it is that you're listening to this and just give us a little bit of love if you like what we're doing here at Life Uncloseted. Here's what it does. It helps other people find the show. It helps other people get to know what we're all about. And you just might help change life. In fact, if you really want to change a life, we'd love it if you just ask a friend to take a listen and see what they think. So that's it. Love you all deeply. I'm Rick Clemens, the host of Life Uncloseted. And never stop stepping out, stepping up, and stepping in to living your life uncloseted.